And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby. Do you know what today is? I don't, but it's the day that you're going to fucking get these panties to drop, apparently. Yeah. What day is it? It's your anniversary. Well, yeah. my anniversary is technically in five days, but yes, yes, oh, it is okay. my anniversary. Well, damn, man, you can't tell me these things at a time and make me sing. Come on, man. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, boy, that's not going to be less than in five days. I'll put that in like a fucking, uh, like a, what's that called? Like a time capsule. It'll be just as beautiful five days from now as it was right now. Thank okay. you so much, Corey. Well, I recorded it, so you know what? I'll I'll resend this to you on your actual anniversary. I hope so. Play that for you and the wife. You know, get in the mood, baby. But <laughs> I'll get you in the mood. I'll take whatever. But, folks, welcome. Today is for you out there. The Daily Double Talk. I'm Corey Coleman. Over here is Mr. Christian Horchata Torres. And if you've been tuning in, you know what this is. This is Double Toast's conversational show, which means we talk about anything that just comes up on our pretty little minds, whether that be nerdy stuff, entertainment, our politics, and a lot of times it's all of the above as it shall be today. How you doing, Christian? I'm well, man. I mean, seriously, I'm about to go out to the desert, going out to Joshua Tree, going to listen to U2. They did that album, right? I was making a bad U2 joke, and I totally didn't know the album, so that's my bad. Uh, yeah, other than that, it's optimi- I'm optimistic, man. I have like a week ahead of me that's going to be really fun, and it's going to be a break from the usual kind of fall of Roman Empire shit that we're going through on a daily yeah, basis, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, take a break from it. You got to come back to it, but take a break from it, man. <laughs> I don't think any of us can get away from it today. Believe me, I'm trying. I'm building a rocket ship right now. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> You're going to start a moon colony, the double toasted moon colony? Yeah, that's fine. You know, it's a damn shame where it's like if I make it to Mars or the moon, fine. If I blow up along the way, fine. As long as I'm not here, you know, I'm cool with all are you, of that. So are you watching that X-Men show still? The one on Amazon? Which is there an X Men show on Amazon? No, no, uh, the Expanse. Oh, the Expanse, man! I'm trying, I'm trying, man! I'm trying. I really am. My wife is not; she's just not as into it as I am, and she gets mad when I just go and watch shows without it. That we started together, so <laughs> it's not Legend of Korra or Avatar. You know, it's not going to quite hold Miss Mia's attention, apparently. Yeah, yeah, man! I got to go cheat on shows with my wife, or <laughs> cheat on my wife with shows. It's, that's what it's come to now. I got to be on the download with shows. I got to watch shit like when she's in bed. I got to, you know, be quiet with. To turn the sound down, put speakers on, so she don't know that I'm seeing that other show without her. So, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many like that's seriously that's caused strife in marriages. I wonder how many like divorce proceedings have been initiated because someone cheated on a TV show. Hey, you know it'd be a damn shame if I did get divorced, but I could watch the show. <laughs> you know, I could watch it. Silver linings. Long. You got to look at the bright side. Hell always. yeah, JJ Panda, what's up? You know, while we sitting over here talking about these uh. These people are here in the chat. Let's show them. Let's show our chat family if that's okay with you, Christian Torres. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome 
And that's slowly, so slowly, as we say, it's a trickle right now, but they're trickling in. Uh, we got the OG chat over here with them visuals. And we got these side bitches over here. How you doing, everybody, in the side bitch chat? Oh, let me see here. I see we have Jay Escapist, Johnny Ryder. I like that name. Johnny. Johnny Ryder. Uh, sound like old blues song. Platinum PT. It's going to get me, bitch. Uh, Fanny Joe Styles. I like that. That's Fanny with a PH up in here. Uh, Austinic Super Fro. Uh, let me see who. Uh, uh, Brian Garrison. Thank you for the subscription right there. He's the one that's responsible for that. I'll get you, bitch. Austinic says, Corey. Austinic, how are you? Uh, uh, there she is. You know what I got to do now. Uh, my girl is here. Uh, all right. Q, Q embarrassingly and borderline, if not completely racist, uh, caricature. Go. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about my Swedish girl. Uh, how you doing, girl? <laughs> uh, nothing to see here, guys. Man, Move along. Nothing to see here. Look, look, man. I can't be no more racist than that goddamn Muppet, the Swedish chef. Come on now. At least you could understand my words. He's like, Herbie Heavey, Herbie, Herbie Heavey. Come on, man. You you brought up, like, that's that's the, the best character witness ever. It's like, look, I might be racist, but I'm never as racist as that goddamn chef is. That Swedish chef, that goddamn uh, 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 creature, that, that, uh, that abomination, Muppet head with human hands. <laughs> uh, you know, that's like the, that's like the, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of it all. We were all in, in awe when Bob Hoskins was holding an animated gun or likewise when a cartoon was holding a real gun, right? Yes. We were all freaked out by that. But some things should never fucking mix. No, uh, it should not. The Swedish chef proves it. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. It's bad enough that he's racist. Got to have those racist <laughs> human hands, too. Uh, and, well, she oh, somebody said this is... Fooster, not Foster, but Fooster. Fooster says, Swedish chef is lit. All right. Crispy computer fish. Hey, I didn't say I, I, I actually like the Swedish chef. I just don't like his hands. Uh, let me see here. I like him, but his politics are problematic. If he wore gloves or some shit, I'd be a whole lot more comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, like those, those like yellow uh, Bugs Bunny gloves. They bring yeah, those into the yeah, paint. latex, anything, man. Shit, I you know maybe not that. It look like you probably want to stick a finger in my ass. Or something. Uh, but yeah, people, good to have you here. Good to have you here today. Good to have you here, indeed. Casfa, Omar. D.T. Chadwick, all you guys, Firewolf, good to see you, Mike Hellion, and that guy too. I'm going to change that in a little while. Uh, but welcome, everybody. Uh, glad to have you here. It is, well, technically it's not, but he is celebrating his anniversary today, Mr. Horchata Torres over here. So we're going to try to get through this show and get him on his way. Plus, I we're actually starting a little bit earlier than usual on Friday, and I, you know what? That gives me a chance to go out and enjoy some sunshine. So get my vitamin D's up in here. So there you go, folks. We're gonna we're not gonna rush through this. We're not gonna we're not gonna cheat you out of a good show. We're just gonna do it to use uh, some big words here expeditiously. If you don't, if you like that, thank you, sir. Give me the okay, soft. There's a ten dollar word, Mr. Coleman. I appreciated it. Oh, got it at a discount, man. So, <laughs> we're 99. You know, I don't spend full price on these words over here. Uh, I see y'all trying to let me. Oh, people are saying congratulations, uh, Swedish girl. 
She says, congratulations. Oh, look at that. Look, they even made a racist-ass Swedish cereal. Crunchy stirs. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Don't tell me about my accent. Uh, some people eating that racism over there. Ah, it's not racist. Well, somebody starts complaining. We're joking. I see y'all trying to get the hype train going. So I told you. You get it going pretty soon. We'll wait. We'll wait on the train. But if you don't, uh, we got to get things started over here because I want I don't want this man to I don't want to be the cause of this man being late for his anniversary. What do you got? I'm already on thin ice. Can I just tell you? All right. You're going to know this. I hope so. Because otherwise, what the fuck are we doing as a society? Me and my wife got into an argument about um, that Jetson song. What's the eep op orp op? You know that song from the fucking Jetsons, which I remember as a kid. She did not remember. She thought I was like pulling a prank on her and I created a fake Jetson song. Uh, to the point that when I showed her the video, she thought that I had like a genius mastered Hanna-Barbera animation and uploaded a video just to prove like her wrong. Like you hired an animator to prove her wrong. That's what she thought. I mean, and I'm like, when have I ever shown the slightest ability to be artistic? Like, I can't draw to save my goddamn life. I can't draw a circle. Uh, so I thought it was amazing. And like that literally caused some tension because I was like, how have you never heard of this? It's like the most famous one. And maybe it's not. I don't know. But like growing up, like I said, in the 90s, right? Cartoon Network didn't do the original cartoons yet. So Uh, I just grew up on Flintstones and Jetsons. I don't know how everyone doesn't know that. I don't man. There's a lot of young people out there, including your wife, I'm sure, who I'm surprised that you know that people. There was a song from the Jetsons. It's called Eep, Op, Orp, Op, Eep. This is when I think it was like, it was like a, a, a futuristic Elvis or some shit. You know, he was a rock and roller. And and I I remember the song because I, you know, I, I mean, Jetsons is before my time too, but I, uh, but I grew up in the time when they put it in like heavy rotation and reruns and syndication and whatnot. So I remember the song, but I don't think... Uh, I think a lot of people remember that because I remember that eep op orp means I love you. I remember that because it was one of those things that you sang all the time when you saw that episode. Let me see here. I'll find it for you. Grammarly. So George Jetson is secretly a fucking king at the at the drums. We find out in the song. So I, is that what it was? Because I forgot the episode. I just remember like the like Space Elvis. You know. Let me see here. Like all the girls were going crazy for this. I'm sure he ripped off a black man for this song. Let me see here. <laughs> Oh shit, got that space age music. Oh, there it goes, space elves. Oh yeah, he's gonna get some ass tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Judy Jetson getting fucked tonight. Uh, yeah, man. Somebody. That's one Jordan. of those weird, like, ephemeral nature of memory things. Because I know everything that happened in that episode. I haven't seen it in twenty five years or something. Like, there was a songwriting contest, and the daughter wrote a song called "Rocking Around the Galaxy" or the Universe or something. And then an alien was also trying to smuggle something into Cosmos Industries, and they they had the old switcheroo, and then he ends up singing "Eep Op Orc Ah Ah." My point is, how the fuck do I still remember that, and yet other people don't remember it, it existing at all? It's a crazy. Like I said, I just don't remember how somebody your age remembers this well i mean what are you are you 30 yet 
I'm 30. Yeah. Thank okay. You. You, 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 okay. All right. Put some, put some fucking respect on my age. <laughs> all right. You're probably right at that threshold, man, where you would know. Right, but right. There, as you know, man, we got a lot of uh, young people who watch the show. We got a lot of Gen Z people. Thank you, guys. Welcome. To, uh, well, I, you know me. I've never had anything against millennials. I never had anything against them Gen Zs out there, Gen Zers. Uh, it's actually pretty cool talking about these things and seeing what they what they know and don't know. Uh, so we got a lot of Gen Z, Zen, Gen Z people who watch. So they're not gonna know this shit, man. I don't know how old your wife is, but I don't, I wouldn't expect her to know that. I don't expect my my wife is uh, I think she's 34, 35. I don't expect her to even know that shit, man. Well, do you think it got over there? I mean, that sounds really racist. I'm sorry for asking. I just <laughs> no, mean man. that, like, t- didn't they have their own version? Didn't they have Turkish Jetsons and Actually, Turkish Flintstones? Actually, you, you say, because my wife's from Turkey, uh, you say, did it, did it ever get over there? I think it got over there, like, just uh, yesterday or right now. <laughs> it just got there. <laughs> yeah, 40, just, 50 years behind. Yeah, it just it just Jetsons just got there. The future just hit Turkey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I know that there was, uh, like, for a lot of millennials who were coming up who were in their twenties at the time, young twenties or even teens, uh, they used to see a lot of this a lot of these things on Cartoon Network. So Cartoon Network would rerun stuff like this and that's how they would see it. We met a little man with a funny funny face. He taught us both to wail this way. Nobody digs a word we say. That shit just gets me in the mood, man. That shit still slaps. Yeah, and I like that they have the alien factory girls, you know, like the Andy Warhol adjacent. (laughs) And I like that they got, like, somebody that chat said George Jetson was high as as a kite, man. High as fuck. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just want J.K. Simmons to throw a chair at his ass. <laughs> My favorite thing is that he says he's never played the drums before, and then he's a fucking show off. He does like yeah. a thirty-five second drum solo. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a goddamn liar, is what he is. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you got you bringing some memories back for me, man, because I hadn't seen that in years myself. So you're welcome. Uh, There's my anniversary gift to you. Thank you, thank you, man. You know what? Just play that for your wife tonight, man. Play, you know, y'all get an argument over. Just tell her that "epop" or it means "baby, I love you." Yeah, that means "I love you." Yeah, yeah. I wrote that song, but fucking went back in time and implanted it just so we could have this moment. Yeah, somebody I broke the said, laws of time and space for you, baby. Yeah, no, somebody said uh, George Jetson on there. He's 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 fire on them drums right there. <laughs> yeah, cat. Yeah, daddy o. Yeah, he probably was doing all kind of heroin with, heroin with jazz singers and shit. <laughs> I love it, man. Like I love the CD underbelly of the Jetsons we never talk about. <laughs> Space Age jazz heroin addicts. Yeah, man. I used to love the Jetsons. I used to love the mid-century uh modern design of the of the characters and the show and the backgrounds and whatnot. It's a fun show, man. Uh until they did stupid shit like meeting the Flintstones and stuff like that. But uh yeah, people- I remember that episode vividly too. And the one thing that makes them get along is Judy compliments Wilma's hair because in any time period that language always translates. Yes. Yes. Let me see here. Oh, uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> Austin, I'm not going to mess with you today because Austin used to come home and watch the Flintstones. Yeah, Austin, I'm going to beat your ass one day. That's just how it's going to be, man. All right. Well, before I have to do that, I'll tell you what we're going to do here. Uh, let's go ahead and tell you guys 
Somebody says Gravity Falls is the only thing close to it. I'm actually watching Gravity Falls on uh, on uh, on Disney Plus right now. That show is really funny, man. Is it? It's the next one I'm watching. I'm I'm finishing up Adventure Time because I left the last season there because I got problems with things ending. I get emotional about it, <laughs> so I'm finally finishing that up. But Gravity Falls is the next one on my queue. I've heard it's really great. Gravity Falls is funny, man. It's it's pretty well written. It's like uh, it's it's like a X Files for kids. So. Oh, nice. And it's only like two seasons, right? Like they just did two really long seasons of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you haven't watched Gravity Falls, that, go go watch it. It's actually pretty fun, man. Especially if you have Disney Plus. That's the thing about Disney Plus. If you like an animation head and you just like watching old cartoons, uh, it's worth having, man. I've been watching the Proud Family and Gravity Falls and uh, uh, something else, man. But yeah. Yeah. You know, when I come in at night, I just put on some old cartoons, man. And I like that the Proud family is such a strong and proud representation, uh, pun intended, of a black American family, while simultaneously being a fucking racist caricature of Spanish families. What's <laughs> the La Cienega Boulevardes? First of all, fucking amazing name, but her her creepy grandpa. <laughs> yeah, he just laughs at everything he says. Yeah, man. Uh, and talking shit to uh, the grandma. <laughs> she doesn't know. And, he, and laughing at her after he says it. Uh, the sugar uh, mama beyond reproach. She doesn't care. Oh yeah, yeah. The granddaughter's a bitch. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Not not really good for you, but hey, uh, they cool with me. Even though people say I look like Oscar Proud, <laughs> and I can't, I cannot argue. Uh, Poppy. All right, guys. What's going to be on this show today? Well, we tell you we have a mixture of everything for you: geeky stuff, entertainment, and a little bit of politics. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the movie that no one, they say when movies can't, they, they cannot be made right now. You can't do it. It's too dangerous. Somebody did it and somebody made a sequel to Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe 2, the movie that no one knew. No one was asking for it and they say we don't care. We're going to make it anyway and no one, no one knew it was being made. But it's going to be out there pretty soon. Green Lantern Corps is coming to HBO Max. Can it be better than that atrocious movie that came out? Uh, Maybe uh, if they don't, what, what what is it? What are you going to say? I see your hands over nah, there. I'm just doing this. Yeah. yeah. Like the odds are not. <laughs> yeah, we'll, Ma- we'll get into that in a minute. Maybe if it's, you know, I would be more confident if it weren't for one particular thing that they're doing. Uh, and on the political side of things, we're going to be talking about was that takeover they tried to do in Michigan. Gretchen Whitmire, they tried to kidnap the governor and kill some people. They had a. About six guys, which blew up to thirteen. They had planned this big coup of the government, and they were gonna like kill tyrants and whatnot. And of course, uh, and once you we get into the story, it's not gonna be to anyone's surprise why they failed. Uh, we'll talk about that and how that relates to maybe upcoming things with the the elections, and also how militias in general. We're gonna talk about the nature of those and the legality of those. So, folks, thank you for joining us today. Should be pretty fun with everything, even with the stuff at the end, even with the darker stuff that we have. But yeah, people, a lot of people should uh, enjoy themselves today. A lot of variety here for you. So I want to thank Christian Torres for getting this together for us. And let me see here. Yeah, some people are asking me. I might have to do this for Halloween. There's a Tales from the Hood 3 coming out. Did you ever see Tales from the Hood 2? I know. I saw the first one. I didn't honestly somehow missed out on the squeakle. Uh, how was that? Fucking horrible. 
horrible. <laughs> and yet here we are, right? The natural <laughs> conclusion, the trilogy must be completed. Well, I'm sure the trilogy will bring it right back around. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see. Full circle, full circle of goodness. We might do that for Halloween. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let me see, folks. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Green Lantern Corps, Don't Breathe Too, Gretchen Whitmire, and the attempt to take over in Michigan. We'll talk about all these things today. Uh, we're going to be doing some emails, too, very quickly, if we have time to do so, because uh, we're going to get to this show pretty quickly. So, folks, do me a favor. Uh, we'd like to have your emails while we take the commercial break. So if you can do something for me while I do something for you, what is that? I will give you the information you need to send us an email. If you pull out a keyboard, snuggle up with it real tight and type in for me, kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input and advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Type in all the information right down. Copy it. Smell it. Lick it. Love it. Use it. And if I'm too busy out there taking all of your emails, Mr. Christian Torres. You can find me over on Instagram, Christian.monster, and Facebook, Christian L.A. on Torres. I know some of you, but I want to know all of you. So please come find me. And I'd like to get to know all of you. i like to get to re-know all of you out there. If you've been to Austin before, come on back. But not now. Do that when it's a lot safer out there. Once we get... You know who, Big Ronnie off those streets. So, when that time has come, please email us, kcoolmans at gmail.com. Let us know your plans for Austin. Whether you are moving here or just visiting and passing through, we'd love once again to safely hang out with you. All right. All right. Let's see where we are over here. Move over a little bit And <clears throat> we're about to move on But I do have one more thing to ask the people out there Just one more thing If I may so humbly Humbly uh, solicit you For your support I'm you know, shivering in anticipation, Corey What are you going to ask him? Well, uh, I have him Okay, so first of all Let me go with the asking part Then I got something to tell you Actually, no, I'm going to tell you first Before I ask Because uh, if I tell you what you're getting right here uh, it's going to make the asking part a lot easier because once I tell you what's happening, you're going to want it. So see, that salesmanship right there. So let me go over here and show you what's happening tonight. <clears throat> once again, I told you guys that we are going to be doing our viewing party tonight. And we're going to be doing that for the stuff. And that's going to be on DoubleToasted.com. Now you can watch that if you're a subscriber to that site or if you are a supporter on Patreon. Either way, you'll have access to the stream and we'll have a nice fun time tonight watching Killer Ice Cream. And let me see. That's, all, that's for all patron levels right there. So please join us tonight. Again, that's on DoubleToasted.com. Uh, you'll be seeing the notifications on our social medias. And also, I've sent out some messages on Patreon itself to let you guys know. Speaking of Patreon... In case you want access to that and a lot of other things that we're going to be doing, check out our Patreon, the Double Toasted Patreon. Uh, I'll put the link in the chat right now. You can also find the link on the front page of DoubleToasted.com. I'll show you where. Look at this right here. Look. Uh, look at that. Bam! Look at that right there. Right in the center. Patreon. Uh, what do you get for that? Well, on our site, we have three tiers right there. We'll get... and. All those tiers get you something. You get uh, 
access to some of our special streams, archives. You get in the future some discount on uh, live events. You get some merch. Uh, and what we're trying to do is we have a goal for our animation. We got about $900 more to go for trying to get our animated shorts started. And on that higher tier, if you subscribe at that, once you reach $100, we'll put you in an animated vid in some form, whether it's in the background or whether you're a supporting character or whether we just shout out and put your face up there and colorful, colorful graphics. We'll, uh, we'll make sure that you're well seen and people know you support it on that level. In Jump on that because I don't know how long we can actually do that. We might have to take a break from it and figure out something else because once we get enough people that we have to like do artwork for, we might have to pause that for a moment. We'll figure out something else to give you for that. But I've been drawing people already. I was going to do a stream today where it was going to, because I'm going to be doing streams showing you guys some of the behind the scenes stuff on the animation and some of the artwork that we're doing. I've already started doing caricatures of people. It's been fun. You guys have some wonderful faces out there. You got some interesting head shapes, so it's gonna be it's gonna be great drawing you guys. It's been fun. Uh, so it, I wasn't gonna do it today because we're doing the viewing party tonight, but next week you'll definitely be getting a stream with a sneak peek at all of the artwork that's been going on so far. It's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun, uh, and I believe that that is it, sir. <clears throat> so. Today, since uh, we're going to be getting through this show pretty quickly and uh, letting this man get to his lovely wife and his anniversary, we had a talk. I told him, hey, look, you know, I, I queue up a lot of clips and I'm usually running the show because I see all the stuff on my end. But I said, man, you just take it today. I'm, you know, I'm just going to follow you. I'll, I'll come in and chime in and do whatever I can to help you. Help me help you, Christian. Well, thank you. And I'm going to try my best, Corey. Um, That's so, all we can ask you for. Know, <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> All right, so it's a, an inauspicious debut so far. Right, we're, we're really killing it. We're we're uh, starting a bike uphill, and I love it. Um, all right, man. Cool. So what are we doing? We're gonna do don't well, breathe. Is I'll that tell the first you what. One? Yeah, I'll get it kicked off, man. I'll get it kicked off with this right here. So uh, let me move you over first. I'll get it kicked off. Let me see here. You know, I don't know when this 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 became a real point of contention with people are something that you brought up and say you enjoyed and all of a sudden get ridiculed for it. You know, I remember reading a lot of good things about this movie, a lot of great things about this movie. And I enjoyed this movie very much, even though I'm starting to not want to admit that out in public. Guys, money's probably in there. Who's there? Stay right there. How many of you are there? Just me, man, all right? Just let me go, please. Okay, I swear to God. You know, that scared the shit out of me when I saw the trailer, man. I, I love this concept. This is Don't Breathe. Bunch of punk-ass kids break into a house, and they try to... And, and the reason why they do it, because they see... They see a... a, 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 a not only an old man, but a, 
what a, a, a blind, handicapped old man. And they decide, well, you know what? That son of a bitch, that's going to be an easy mark right there. And they bring him to his house and he ends up beating the shit out of them, chasing them down. It turns out he's a badass. Not only is he blind, yes, not only is he an older gentleman, but motherfuckers built like a goddamn ox and he turns out he's a badass too. And I thought the sound engineering on this was great. I thought the suspense was great. Now I admit, when we get to the turkey baster, I can understand how that, you know, we can split ways on that and how people wouldn't like that too much. And What, we, that, that third act come crisis right at the 11th hour? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, man. I, and I, even then, I have to, like, pull back and say, all right, you get no argument out of me. That was That was stupid. But for the most part, I really thought the direction that movie was awesome, man. Uh, you know, just a great concept of like picking on this this blind dude and then the dude turns out to be, you know, to turn the tables on everybody. All these young, able-bodied people. Thought that that was cool. Uh, turns out that we were all a little blind, though, because no one knew, no one could see it coming that they were actually making a part two during this time of corona where they said, hey, everybody stop. You know what? It's, it's, not only should we not make movies right now, uh, but it's damn near irresponsible to do that. You know, you're making these movies, getting people sick. Theaters ain't even opening right now. They're closing down. Where are you going to even put that shit? Uh, unless you want to stream it. And we know that you didn't do all that hard work just for streaming immediately. So why the hell was this movie being made? How did they do it? Can we learn something from this, actually? Christian, this is where I say, please, sir, take it. Yeah, well, I, I just want to say my relationship with the film is very similar to yours, which is I thought two thirds of that movie was like wonderful. Fede Alvarez did yeah. the Evil Dead remake, which isn't the Evil Dead, but is pretty good in its own right. Um, and when I saw the movie, it was one of the best theater experiences I had in a long time, just because everyone was so engaged and. You know, the consequences of a creak, a, a creaking floorboard really like sent the entire theater over the edge. So I was a really big fan of this movie come crisis, notwithstanding. Yeah. So the, the fact that they're doing a, a second one, I think, is ultimately good news. I know Fede Alvarez returned to write it. He's not directing it, but it's his co-writer from the first film. Stephen Lang's coming back in terms of all the creative talent. It's really good. Um, I think that the big surprise here was that this was even filming. It was supposed to gear up right before the pandemic hit. And then that was the last uh, update anyone had heard <clears throat> up until yesterday when they said, hey, we're done. We finished it. At least Stephen Lang's performance. Uh, I think that the reason that they're able to pull something like that off uh, has a lot to do with the, the nature of the kind of film that it is, which is very claustrophobic, very yeah. self-contained. Right. And in a weird way, it's like human and home invasion version of a quiet place. Right. It's like you have to be really quiet, but everything takes place in this singular location. Yeah, Instead of a um, creature, it's a goddamn uh, strong ass old man <laughs> coming after you. It's still a creature, a yes. creature of a different uh, design. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I look at it like that, which I'm like, okay, so I think inherently one of the reasons that this was able to be made during the pandemic when so many other productions have been shut down has largely to do with the type of film that it is. Now, I don't know who's cast in it. Again, we didn't know that it was even filming, let alone finished until yesterday. But I have to imagine they can't blow up that concept. It can't be blind dude with 50 people in his house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's going to have to be another similar kind of down and dirty very economic with the people who are on screen and behind screen. Uh, and I think that that's ultimately what led this to get made so quickly uh, and so secretly. Yeah. I mean, you know, they use the term bottle film, uh, you know, uh, 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 what do you, what would you call it? Uh, uh, I know there's another term for it, for it, uh, sort of like a reverse siege film. You know, you fools are tra and you're trapped in here with me. 
So the Rorschach of it all. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, it's uh, yeah, this is uh, so basically it's limited resources uh, as far as cast and sets go. So that's and that's cool. So that's what you're kind of seeing happening right now. You know, uh, as you see right here, Don't Breathe is apparently finished uh, filming. People didn't even know they had started. Um, You see in this right here, they've also done other things such as they filmed an entire uh, Borat sequel at this time now that was done before all this hit because you know they were out in public and doing that but this requires people to be uh, pretty much uh, on a set that could be cut off from the rest of the world and you could have a limited crew come in uh, of course limited actors and you could test them and make sure that everything is self-contained and controlled uh, but yeah I think what this leads up to with, with seeing this, uh, it's, we're not talking about the you know the movie so much. We'll do that when the review comes out. But we're talking about the circumstances that is this something that could uh, be a model for other productions out there? Because you already see it being done with some other things that that are that are uh, being sold right now, and they're they're purposely made uh, under these conditions. You know that to to be small films. You know, they, they they didn't stop production. They just said, all right, this is this is just not a huge production and we can do this. And let's you gonna I think you're going to see stories being made around uh, and, and, and premises being made around the limits that we have right now. Uh, you said this sent this right here where Netflix just paid 30 million dollars, 30 million dollars for this movie, Malcolm and Marie, uh, that stars Zendaya. And John David Washington. John David Washington, of course, was just seen in Tenant. Uh, that was, um, again, that was, they, they said that that was a lockdown drama. You know, that was, that, that was filmed around the environment and the atmosphere that we're living in, this new post-COVID era that we're in. Uh, I, you know, I think that that's, and Juicy Herman brought this up yesterday. He said, you know, maybe we're seeing a point now where we're starting to return to maybe seeing uh, more productions of sm- with, with smaller cast and smaller crews, S- things that seem uh, either more limited or seem more like independent productions, which means at that point, you know, what people are talking about, you had all these blockbusters taking over, all these superhero movies taking over, maybe, and I'm not going to say this is going to be for good, not, n- definitely not at all, <laughs> but I think, you know, where people are saying that those things were taking over and they were pushing out the dramas and the smaller films, well, maybe now, you know, the silver lining to this whole COVID thing is that you're probably going to see a lot more productions of smaller films, of more dramas that are coming up. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic, I think, is bad for the movie industry, but I think it's really great for cinema, right? And I'm not going to Martin Scorsese it and get, you know, what's cinema and what's blockbuster, whatever. I, I'm just making the point that for the longest time, mid-budget kind of films, things that were much smaller and much more intimate, they weren't seen as viable across across four quadrants. And yeah. It's all about profit. Now, suddenly, the silver lining, like you said, is that I think we are sort of returning to that. Um, I, but the tradition of the two-hander in general, I think that's what made something like, I mean, uh, obviously, Don't Breathe had a couple more people than two, but it's yeah. still a very contained uh, idea. Uh, Malcolm and Marie, that example, that Sam Levinson movie, uh, only two people. It's about like uh, it's about like a marriage falling apart, a relationship that starts to disintegrate a, a, over the course of a night. Uh, so I think that like in and of itself, you know, I always say that necessity is the mother of invention, right? People need to get creative, and now you're starting to see all these different avenues. Um, And I think that that is what people need to kind of take stock of right now. We don't know when the new normal is coming. So why not try to make these stories uh, that 
are still very interesting and still very intimate. You can still do that. Um, but, but try to, you know, use the deck of cards that you have in front of you. And I think what's interesting is if you look at the two hander as a, in general, like we've seen even last year, one my favorite film of last year, uh, the lighthouse was a two hander, right? There was, who else had a speaking line in that movie? Except maybe that fucking yeah, weird that, mermaid woman. Well, that, that, I think that seagull said, ah, you know, he got, his, got, <laughs> yeah, he got, he got a sad card for yeah. that. He got paid. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. You know, the thing with, uh, uh, the, thing with the, uh, the lighthouse is that, okay, so this wasn't for everybody. It was a weird-ass film. I remember going to the theater, and I love this movie, man, but I remember going to the theater and watching this, and it was full, I don't know why, it was the theater was full of a bunch of old white people. And when it was done, half of them walked out confused. I don't even know why they were there. But I will say, if you look at the movie, okay, you don't have to make something as weird as this as far as the story goes, but you see, you don't have to skimp on production. There's a lot of stuff that you can do creatively with sets. There's a lot of stuff you can do creatively with post-production. There's a lot of stuff you can do with effects. So, you know, I'm, I think that, you know, there's been this attitude of like, if you're smaller, you're cheaper. And therefore, you're not as you, you're not you're not as impressive as I don't know Avengers or something. And I think people, and that's one of the things that I think is cool about what's happening right now. I'm not look. I'm not predicting that you're going to see some overhaul. You're gonna are you with with cinema? You're not gonna. I don't know if you're gonna see more more artistic dramas or more creative smaller films. I don't know what's going to happen. But I will say this. I remember. I remember. I remember when uh when blockbusters used to be special. I mean, they were, they, they truly were events. You go through a season of small movies and then you get the big summer films and everybody was excited for those. And, you know, you're not really getting those anymore. I think there has been a glut of blockbusters. And I think, you know, maybe this is a way of uh, bringing all, you know, slowing things down at least for a little bit, man. Uh, at the same time, though, we've kind of put ourselves in a position where, now these models depend on other blockbusters to support this one blockbuster right here. Marvel is nothing but blockbusters. You know, they come out, they, they produce these big films, even their smaller films would be blockbuster movies. And they, and they have to bring those other movies out because they got to have all those converge into one bigger film. So, you know, I don't know how this disruption is going to work out in the long run. Well, I think there might be a happy medium, you know, like and I'm going to go a little far back to make this next comparison. But uh, Duncan Jones, his debut film was a really wonderful movie called Moon. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because that is not even a two a two hander. That's that's Sam Rockwell just running around by himself with a creepy robot, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> but the reason that I'm bringing that up is like if you go and you look at that trailer, if you look at the images, it doesn't look incredibly cheap. You're you know talking what I'm about saying? Uh, like they they talking about Moon. Yeah. Moon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I look I look at that and it's like, OK, they did sci fi and I'm not saying it looks as great as two hundred million dollar budget. But at the same yeah. time, what you're doing is you're able to express scale and scope. So suddenly like a sci fi movie, uh, which is which, you know, big, big action tentpole sci fi movies. That is something that will sell on the four quadrants or whatever. Right. That's it's usually profitable. But you're going to be able to take the premise and the aesthetic of that, but then use it as a single or two person vehicle. Yeah. And looking at that right now, you're right, man. You know. 
There's a lot of stuff that can be done, man. I mean, you have to remember. And somebody said, I sound like Scorsese. No, I don't, I don't sound like Scorsese because I never said that superhero movies aren't cinema. I actually actually uh, defended them. I don't, I, don't, I don't look at one thing and say it's better than the other, you know, or these things are ruining something. I'm just saying that there was a whole lot of blockbuster movies coming out at one time. And maybe it's nice to take a breather, you know. Maybe it's nice to make, because I, I do believe that we kind of took those things for granted. You know, they were coming out. It, there was, it, right now, there was only one month. There was one month that was not a, that, that you didn't get a blockbuster for. And man, I believe it's just because people were tired and they needed it. It was January. Right. February. No, as I say, to, not even 15 years ago, yeah. like it was the summer blockbuster season. And May was considered the earliest you'd put out a blockbuster. And then like the yeah. end of August, you know, so now it's every fucking month. It's yeah. dominated. I mean, I can remember like a few years ago. I mean, it, when I mean, this is not years and years ago. We can all remember this. If we really think about it. It was kind of a, a surprise to hear about Marvel starting to release stuff in April. You know, it's like, damn, does that really count as summer? I mean, shit, it's, I, uh, I'm, I'm barely, you know, just sniffing flowers for spring and whatnot. And now you're out here, like, releasing the blockbuster movies. Uh, for me, blockbuster season always started near the end of May when kids were getting out of school, early June, you know, all those kind of things. Which, I, again, I'm not complaining about it, but it is nice to just kind of, like, feel a slowdown, man. And I do right. think that people like, were getting the attitude of, like, more money, uh, you know, better movie. More money, you know, uh, 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 bigger effects. You know, uh, uh, the, the more money I have in here, the more, you know, the better the movie's going to be, which, of course, is not true at all. Uh, but you're right, man. You bring up some great examples. Uh, I remember Moon. I was very impressed with Moon, the way that they use their budget on that. You know, we see this all the time. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, well, that's kind of my biggest example is just like we can marry these things. If, if, if we're going to be limited by the amount of people that can be in a crew, um, the amount of actors we can have on a set at the one time, why not try to marry the two worlds? Because yeah. like, here's, here's another example. And I think I pulled this for you, but like that movie creep, when people ask me about horror films that I really, really love, I always bring up the movie creep more so because they made it for like 10 grand and with a crew of three people. And I love the idea of doing that, the DIY, the punk rock. Hey, we're just trying to make fucking film. But like, we also have filmmakers that, ha that have access to budgets that wouldn't be afforded to these kind of skeleton crews. Yeah. So I'm just I'm looking at the next year at, at least really because all these blockbusters a lot of them can't finish filming. Uh, I feel like the next year of stuff that's going to come out is going to be influenced by trying to keep smaller two-handed sort of vehicle uh, uh, character vehicles while being big budget stuff that kind of still appeals to people. And I think that's fascinating because it marries yeah. both of those worlds. Yeah. Exactly, man. I mean, look, you can People are impressed with this movie, Creep. Creep, you, that, look, all they did was buy a black sweater and a werewolf mask from the Halloween store, you know, and had them jump out and say, rah, you know? So that is, I think it's really getting us back to what really matters, man. I mean, at some point for filmmakers, it even, it, it starts to seem a little daunting to want to go in and, and be creative. But as you can see, there's a lot of stuff that can be done. It's just your resourcefulness, man. It's your creativity. You know, it's, it's, and I think a lot of people really do start, they, they need to get back. We need more films, man. We need more movies where they, you know, where people are really working with what they have. People aren't working, you know, with, with big budgets. I mean, we've seen so many times where once somebody was given a budget and we're given exactly what they want to do and, you know, we're surrounded by yes people, how those, the, the quality went down a little bit. I think, you know, this is going to start pushing some, uh, maybe, maybe even some well-known filmmakers, some people who, you know, were, 
they could go in and ask for a check and it would be written for whatever they asked for. Uh, you're going to see some of these bigger, cre- uh, 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 these bigger directors be forced to be creative on a smaller scale. And I think that's going to be for the better. Yeah, I mean, and it's sorry to be the fashionable thing, and I've bashed him on the show before, but like Tim Burton, uh, God, like when you look at that tale of two careers, when they just started throwing money at him, it just like it became bad when he had limited resources that the creative and then came out, you know, they always say that making movies is problem solving. And like when you have to do that creatively. So you look at like those early things, like, you you know, uh, up until like the mid 90s or late 90s, where that guy was making really interesting films, not always great, but interesting. And then throwing money at the problem did not make him a better artist. It made him a worse artist. Yeah. I, I, I would say this is about Spike Lee. One of the best things Spike Lee has going for him is being black. Because they're like, we don't give your black ass any money. <laughs> no, are you crazy? No. You- I still can't believe how cheap uh, The Five Bloods was. Like, comparatively to other war films that were made that looked basically the same. I mean, it, it, he's stretching that that dollar out to the best. But again, it brings out the best in Spike. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of people. Some of you, you get some really interesting projects from people who have been shut out from the Hollywood system. When Spike, as much as Spike Lee was, when he would go to party and he'd be like, oh, you're so urban and you're a black filmmaker. That's such a novelty. You know, when people go there and people love this shit and people talk about him, uh, that was great until he asked for money. He had to go around and ask Janet Jackson and a lot of people to finish Malcolm X, you know, uh, uh, which was, uh, which ended up being, uh, uh, you know, a huge hit for him. Uh, and he wasn't even given as much money as uh, some of uh, you know some of the other people who want to make biopics. You know, uh, I think look, all his movies aren't great, but it definitely has kept kept him interesting. And I think you made a great example of Tim Burton. Tim Burton used to be that kind of person, and look what happened. Somebody made a good example saying uh, M Night Shyamalan. Look what happened. He started giving his ass money. That shit went to his head. He actually started to believe he was supernatural. That motherfucker. And yet, yeah. Up, up until the fucking glass movie, he had started working on smaller budgets again. And they were like sort of decent films again. Like, again, not money does not solve the problems that people think it does. Man, when when M. Night Shyamalan was was broke, or they weren't giving him as much money as he wanted. That fool needs to stay broke. I'm going to tell you that right now. M. Night Shyamalan. COVID just needs to go and tackle his ass and don't give him no big checks. Let me see here. Uh, I love that movie. Oh, okay, maybe love is a strong word, but I really like that movie. Uh, Distance. Shut up. I really like that movie, The Visit, man. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, he shot that with, like, Canon E5i cameras. Like, he just, you know what I mean? Like, the lower budget, the creativity that he had to fucking find that film in the yeah. editing room. Yeah, Way better. Happy in years. <laughs> Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning. 9.30? 9.30. What is that? It's 10.47. We think there's someone outside the door. Shit. You know, that, that was the scariest thing that he had done in years. It, when M. Night Shyamalan, I would even say, uh, I would even say uh, 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 Split. Split wasn't like one of his biggest budget movie, budgeted movies out there. Uh, when, he's, when he doesn't have any money, he's working on a lower budget. M. Night Shyamalan is great, man. You know, uh, but give that fool some money. That's when you start getting Last Airbender. Uh, after, <laughs> after, after Earth, after Earth. <laughs> uh, even when they gave him more money for uh, the sequel to Split, uh, Glass, 
no, I'm yeah, uh, sequel to Split and Unbreakable. That that ended up being some bullshit. That's yeah. you know, the, I, I think whoever named that M Night Shyamalan. Uh, is better working on a lower budget. That was the perfect example, man, because we see him going back and forth these days. You give that motherfucker a big-ass check and he will make a movie where he literally states, I am the greatest writer in the world who will save mankind. <laughs> so, fuck that dude. Yeah, Living in the Water yeah. is an unforgivable film. All right, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm glad that you're like back on the career upswing, but that shit, like you can't wipe that stank off of you. Yeah, no, get, Send his over, send his ass over to Blumhouse. Give him five dollars and a cheap ass camera and our iPhone, and let him shoot with that. And don't give him nothing else. So yeah, maybe you're gonna see more people like you're gonna. I, 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 you know, uh, I don't like people dying from a pandemic. I don't like the way people are losing their livelihood, but I do like change, and I think. With the movie industry, whether it be the theaters or whether it be the creatives on the, you know, behind the camera, even in front of the camera, you're going to see a, a big shift. And I think at this point, on every level, it was a change that needed to be to be to be made. It needed to happen right now. Unfortunately, it happened this way. But I, I you know, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. And, the, and I think the ripple effect on it is something that we don't get to see for a, a, another year or so. Uh, the industry, as we know it, is in this weird upheaval. A lot of productions that were supposed to come out will not come out. They haven't been filmed. They can't be filmed by the protocols. But these smaller things that are going to be able to marry both of those worlds, I think it's going to reinvigorate a lot of artists. It's going to hopefully reinvigorate a lot of like content and the way we, 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 have, you know, we feel about it. So I'm hopeful. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll definitely see. Uh Tell you what, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Might read an email while we're gone because we have to do a commercial break right now. And we will be right back with our remaining stories. We're going to be talking about uh, what we're talking about. And we're talking about Gretchen Whitmire and the whole attempt to take over of the Michigan government. And also, what's that? What was the other one that you gave me? Green Lantern. Green Lantern Corps. No wonder I forgot that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not a huge Green Lantern fan. It's not that it's not that I hate Green Lantern. I just uh, just never uh, got into it. But I don't know. Maybe Green Lantern Corps will be the thing that will change my mind. Let's go ahead and get into this commercial break real quick. And we'll read an email while we're gone. And we will be right back after these. All right. Let's see here. Gamels, Gamels. Let me see. What we got. Hmm. Hmm. Give me a second here. Where you at, Christian? I moved you over. I'm where you left me. Oh, there you are. You still there? Good. Stay there. Uh, Taylor. Taylor Gag. What is this? Taylor Gagliardi. And he says, "I got to move back from the mic because he puts this in exclamation points." Hi, Corey. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Uh, was just wondering if you guys were thinking about doing a video on the season finale, The Boys. I thought it was really good. In fact, I like this season a lot more than the first one. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Well, you know, I tried to get my man over here to do it, but he ain't watching it. He's slipping. He's he's behind what three three episodes. I want to love this so much, and there's something about. Look, I think it's me. I've been saying this over and over again. All right, because I didn't like the last Spider-Man movie either. Like, I think I'm just old and curmudgeonly, and I'm yelling at clouds now. Yeah, uh, and 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 I like I, agree. I like I like it. I don't love it. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know, man. You know you you're. Uh, 
you turn into that guy from uh, uh, Don't Breathe. <laughs> 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 Fuck your movies. You know, uh, man. I got a collection of turkey basters. <laughs> Stick it up your ass. But I, look, I, I don't know, man. Are you, are you just not enjoying the boys? There was something about season two that just did not connect with me the way that season one did. But I but I'm chalking it up to me. Like, I think I just need to fuck off and then come back to it. I did hear like episode seven is really wonderful and it kind of puts into all the all the puzzle pieces from earlier. But I don't know, man. I mean, you like it, right? So it can't be bad. I love this series. And man, I man, I wish I wish you liked this as much as everybody else, because it would have been a great discussion to have. We could have put this up today. Sorry. We could have done, man, but now, nah, you know, you got to be all curmudgeonly. And everything. No, let's do it. I, it won't affect me. And plus, I've read the, every issue of the comic. I'm sure it's mostly the same. Like, no, we, can, we can do it. You know what? This is what I'll do, man. I'll uh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow with uh, for eight big crumbs or maybe I'll do it uh, Sunday. Do it on Sunday. And get people a chance to watch, uh, get caught up over the weekend. Um, yeah, somebody said, please, yeah, please do a spoiler review. You know, yeah, that's what I plan on doing, man. So maybe we'll do it on Sunday when we have uh, Juicy Herman and we have uh, 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 Martin there, and then we can all sit around and talk about it. Because I will say this: I'll drop, I'll drop, a, I'll drop some clues for you, some, uh, or a little, uh, little sneak peek on, the, on on my feelings and my discussion on that, uh, what I will say during the discussion. Uh, really loved it. Uh, there were two episodes that I probably was not crazy about, and it's a criticism to the nature of the show itself. But overall, overall, I really enjoyed it. I really loved last night's episode, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, you'll hear all that when we get to it. Uh, yeah, I read some of the comics. I didn't read all the comics. Uh, I've, I probably got about halfway through. And uh, definitely better than the comics. Uh, I think. Did you quit where everyone quits with the comics, which is hero gasm? Because that I like threw the book away. I was like, no, nah, I'm done. You know, like that, that was really rough. And then I just went to the main series again. Somebody said I hit people with nine advertisements. How did I do that? Oh, I don't think I did. I do. Did I, did, did I do nine advertisements? I don't think I did that. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. But uh, it's going down right now. Maybe I did. That would be like nine minutes of advertisements. Jesus. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I did that. How did the How the fuck did that happen? I only press. I pressed. It says Twitch is running ads, not double toasted. So maybe Twitch is. Oh, uh, okay. Get uh, power hungry. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, man. I, people, uh, the boys. Yeah, if you were. How many? How many of y'all haven't seen it yet? I would like to ask, uh, you know, uh, see how many people did not watch it because I know it came out early last night, so a lot of people dropping everything to watch it. Uh, let me see. Let me let me ask you really quickly, uh, just because it's still about the boys. But I think you know there was such a blowback on the episodic release, and then part of me actually feels that episodic releases, like in some shows, are are better than being able to binge it. So like, did you? Did you like having the weeks in between so you can kind of like internalize and and kind of make an event out of the next episode? Or would you wish you could have uh, binged it? I mean, look, just for my own selfish reasons. Yeah, I wish I could have binged it because I would, when, when I'm done, if something's good, you want to see what's next. But as far as time goes, yeah, man, I was happy to have a break, catch up on some other things, do some other stuff. Um Cause I'm gonna be I think that's my issue with it. It's just like unrelent. It's like unrelenting. Like it just keeps like, I feel like they don't have quiet, subtle moments. Maybe they do later on, but like everything just happens so quickly that nothing breathes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, it was nice having that. I think it's a good balance to have some shows. Netflix, you got your shows that you can binge. I'm about to binge The Haunting of Bly Manor this weekend. That's, and you know, that's going to take up a chunk of time. And then I like having shows, you know, like on Amazon, where it's like, all right, it's, it's a good contrast to this other platform. I'm glad not everybody's out there trying to make us binge. You know, I'm glad everybody's not on the same model, man. So, yeah. So, yeah, I... I uh, yeah, I, and all those people who, it's funny because a lot of people were pissed off and they were acting like goddamn children and they were, uh, uh, what they did with bombing. They were, they were going in and, and uh, review bombing and rate yeah. bombing the show and, and we're giving it negative reviews and negative numbers. And like, man, you know, that's so stupid because you're going to watch the shit anyway. You know, right. Well, and here's the other thing is like it worked. Like, say what you want. We're talking about the boys two months after it debuted, more or less, which like any, you know, these big pop culture shows, they come out, they dominate for a week or two weeks or three weeks and they're gone. Yeah. So like it worked, you know? Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm ready, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe on a on Sunday, we'll do a big, uh, big wrap up. We'll give people a chance to get caught up, people to finish it. And then on Sunday, we'll do a big spoiler discussion on it. And we'll put the review up that night and everything. I'll finish it by next show that we do. And then I'll, I'll give you my two cents. Not that they care, but I just want to talk to you about this. I'll tell show, you but. what, finish it by Sunday. And you can come in and hang out with us. And because maybe you won't think it's as good as everybody else. Yeah, may, I mean, maybe I'm going to be in the desert somewhere. So, yeah, you know, it's my anniversary. But, yeah, I can try. I can do, do, I can do that. All right. I'll, oh, that's right. You're going out to do a walkabout. Uh, you know, you're going. Yeah. Yeah. You're, going out there butt naked with a with a with a Bowie knife. Going to hunt for my my supper. You know? Being yeah. A real yeah. Man, you're going providing. on some sabbatical or some shit. So, yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll uh, eh, if you can't do it, that's fine. We'll talk about it whenever you get a chance. All right. Let's see here. Hmm. Let me see. Somebody said normally would have been out of the talk already. What is it? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. It's, uh, let me ask y'all a question. Do you think Sunday's too late to talk about it? Should we talk about it tomorrow or Sunday? You know, be honest with me. Do you think people just be over it by Sunday? That'll be a good thing to ask. You think? Uh, you think we're going to be behind? It's going to be old by then if we do that. Somebody says Sunday's perfect. Nah, Sunday's fine. Do Sunday. Sunday's fine. It's the same. Anthony, no, it's fine. You just, it's only been out for a day. Shut the fuck up, Corey. Somebody said, talk about it now. Well, I would, but this guy hasn't seen it, so I don't want to spoil anything. I don't care about spoilers. If you want to talk about it, let's do it. Nah, because I don't want to spoil it for people out there. Some people out there have not seen it. All right. Yeah. All right. Sunday's good. That's the consensus. All right. So let's move you on down. Move you on down. Move you on down. Uh, let me just say this, y'all. Uh, I didn't really get into to, to, to Green Lantern when I was a kid. I was Spider-Man, Hulk, uh, Batman, you know, those, those are my things, man. Green Lantern, for some reason, I think it was because of a, when I was a kid, it was, I used to play, you know, we all, in the neighborhood kids, we used to play superheroes, Justice League and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we always had one guy that wanted to be Green Lantern. And I didn't know what Green Lantern's powers really were. All I know is that when that kid did the powers, he always went like, Green Lantern, and it just looks so stupid to me. So I just say, you know what? I'm just, I, I don't know what it is. This character is just, this guy ruined it for me. Not saying that Green Lantern is a bad character. 
Just saying that I was just never really into it. Uh, but I tell you, I should sure didn't give a fuck about Green Lantern after that movie. Your name, Hal. Hal Jordan. The ring. It chose you. Use its power to defend our universe. Become one of us. All right. So I, you know, look. I'm not gonna hold this movie against the character. I just saying that I had two kind of bad outside experiences without ever getting to the actual character himself. So maybe, hopefully, this will all change when HBO Max pulls over Green Green Lantern Corps, which is coming to HBO Max at some point. I don't know when, but Christian, you somebody sent a chat. You did not look amused, man. Are you a big uh, Green Lantern fan? I, you know, he's fine. You know, I like the comics a lot. That's the weird thing. Like Green Lantern is one of my favorites, but it, it also depends on which Green Lantern's yours. Like the mythology is so convoluted th- at this point that I think it's really hard to make an emotional entry point. Like if you're not into Green Lantern at this point in your life, you're probably not going to be into him. But having said that, though, what I find interesting about this is HBO Max, obviously sparing no expense. They greenlit that Gotham show a couple weeks ago about the Gotham PD. Um, and now they're, you know, jumping into the HBO Max uh, Green Lantern of it all, which is decidedly not grounded, right? Like Gotham PD, that's law and order in the Batman universe or some <laughs> shit. But yeah. but Green Lantern, like that's space and you know what I mean? Like there's a yeah. lot of different things kind of going on with that. So it they're gonna have to throw some real money at it. Uh they greenlit it, Mark Guggenheim, who um <laughs> Here's here's an interesting caveat. Mark Guggenheim is the co-creator of Arrow, but also one of the original writers on the 2011 Green Lantern. So you're talking about getting a fucking second chance. Yeah. This guy is going to get a second chance. That shouldn't inspire much confidence. And yet, uh, like I've been saying for weeks when we talk about these comic book properties that are being turned into television, I think this is the better version of these stories, um, especially because they're not going to be telling stories about uh, John Stewart or Hal Jordan. Those are the, like the two. Oh, reckon- some people say, well, shit, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to hear that. Oh, either. really? Yes. Oh, uh- so people <laughs> in the chat have already been asking who's going to be uh, Hal Jordan and who's going to be John Stewart. Everybody's like got that casting ready and whatnot. So, yeah, it looks like they're not going to be in there at all. People but people are like, well, fuck that. That's all I know. That's all I wanted. Oh, there's some Guy Gardner fans out there, I'm sure. Some, uh, some, uh, what's his name? Alan Scott, Alan Scott fans out there. <laughs> uh, but I think the reason they're doing this, by the way, because my biggest question when they first announced this was like, but what about the Greenlander Corps film that they were supposed to be doing? Right, the DCU. I mean, everything's in, uh, up in in the air, but they were still planning on doing something like that. And I think they're trying to do a separation of church and state here by doing Hal Jordan, John Stewart stories over there in the feature films, and then being able to focus on some of the expanded rosters from the actual Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. I, look, the, the, so I'm not going to hold the writer uh, responsible for how, how bad that movie is, you know, or any of the writers. You know, I had my idea, even though I don't know that much about Green Lantern, uh, I know enough to say that when I saw the movie, I immediately noticed like, oh shit, shut up. But you know, that's, okay, so like right there, right there. I thought that it would have been a better idea if all of that didn't take place on Earth. I thought it would have been cool if we had sort of like a, 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 a Guardians of the Galaxy type situation where he gets brought up into space and we get to meet all the other Green Lanterns, man. Get to see all the other creatures who are Green Lanterns. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of that took place there before he went back down to Earth to do his thing. 
it's uh, a sad thing in a weird way. I feel like that Green Lantern movie was a fucking train wreck, but it did yeah. so many things that would work a couple years later with Marvel. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, you absolutely nailed it. Kind of prepared us for this ragtag group of people in a cosmic yeah. world that was not our own. Uh, and it, it's, I mean, <laughs> look, that movie has a lot of problems. I'm not trying to say it deserves a second <laughs> uh, watch, but I do think that like the ideas were there. And now because of more successful properties that have done it, I think that you can pull this off. I think you can kind of get weirder with it and go to these exotic places because we're not as shell-shocked with that, uh, especially because we're not tied to the larger cinematic universe, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the story Now, you say you don't want to blame the writer. I do want to say one other thing that the other writer oh. for this is Seth Graham Smith, who I'm pretty sure wrote uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, <laughs> but he also did Lego Batman. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. No, you know, I'm looking forward to what they would do with something episodic. You know, I think that they were a little bit confined with what they'd had to 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 work with for the movie. Also, you know, you get a director in the director has their influence on this. So there's a lot of things that can happen in, you know, in a movie between when it's written and by the time it's being filmed. But, you know, I think having when you're on streaming and you're on television, you're doing episodic. There's a lot more that you can do with the storytelling, man. You're not as limited. So I. I'm looking forward to seeing what they just if even if it's just out of curiosity, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they could do to expand this Green Lantern universe, man, uh, now that they have the time to do it. And I dare say have the money uh, with HBO Max, although now that this has been greenlit, we're talking about how they got the money and, uh, you know, the big budget behind them and all the resources and whatnot. But yet we just got through talking about a story where we're saying nobody's going to be able to do that for a while. So, you know, how is that going to affect the production on this? Oh, no, that's pie in the sky, man. This is this is stuff that is, uh, you know, wishful thinking for when the world starts spinning again. I don't think that can in earnest go into production unless the protocols go up yeah. or again, they outsource it to like New Zealand, one of these places that has a real stranglehold on, on the contagion. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a concern. But I still think the idea that like, you know, when we talk about like. DCU or MCU, like how expansive that universe is. It's yeah. like Green Lantern's own universe is so expansive yeah. that it's you could easily like do five seasons of something and never run out of uh, story to tell. And what I like that they're doing is I think the two that they're focusing on um, are Alan Scott and Jessica Cruz lanterns. Uh, it's really interesting. Alan Scott was like the very first version of the Green Lantern, also openly gay, oh. which was like kind of a big deal. Is it um, is, is it? Uh, Amen. So uh, any of these right here? Yeah, yeah. So Alan Scott's on the right and then Jessica Cruz is on the left. Uh, and so they're kind of going to, from what the report says, they're going to sort of be the focal point um, of a, you know, a more ensemble kind of cast. Ooh, nice. But I like it in and of itself because you have some representation, which I think is sorely lacking, like all the time. Yeah. So we're already starting with like a Latina person, Latinx person. And then we have like an openly gay person, which I think is interesting. I'm curious because if this was on... Like if this was the Disney ones, right? If this was like uh, any of the Disney Marvel owned stuff, would they really broach that? Their big idea of bravery while having representation was having Joe Russo, a straight man, play a gay man like and, and but isn't gay by, uh, in any other way other than just saying that he's gay. You know what I'm saying? Like the, that seemed like a, t- a subject they didn't want to touch. I wonder if HBO Max is is going to go straight for that. Like they wouldn't really care, especially because it wasn't one of the subplots in Doom Patrol. That uh, that the Invisible yeah. Man guy was yeah. what's his name? <laughs> yeah, he the invis- them, like the Invisible Dude or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, 
Yeah, the dude in bandages. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was gay. Yeah, as fuck. so I just, I just think that they're not going to be scared or, or think, oh, this subject's taboo. I think we're going to actually get some really interesting storytelling uh, in an expanded universe, and also Sinestro. Sinestro is a really cool villain. Fall. He's the Lucifer in this analog, right? He was a fallen Green Lantern. He was uh, expelled for for using his powers for bad or whatever. And so they they say he's going to feature prominently. So I think it's it's good. You know, we're gonna. I think Green Lantern people look at it as sort of like an impenetrable mythology. If you haven't got into it as a kid or you watch those Justice League cartoons, it's really hard to get into it. And it seems like they're going to kind of give you a crash course and still hold your hand at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, people being all uh, literal with this. I said <laughs> I said invisible guy because he looks like the invisible man with the bandages. I didn't mean he was literally invisible. Right. Yeah. I thought we all got... All right, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, People I, are a little upset today. <laughs> yeah, you got that one guy. Um, He's not invisible. Uh, yeah, okay, yes. Actually. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our yeah. last thing over here. Oh, let's Which see. we're going to have to improv jazz this. I know as much as you know about this. I prepped the show. I read the headlines. I watched the videos, but I'm still kind of blown away by it. Yeah, people. The craziness has begun. We haven't even got to the, the official elections yet. I mean, we're close, but uh, these damn fools are getting a head start. So you might have heard already that uh, <laughs> six guys, which has blown up to actually six. Uh, was it 13 now? 13. Uh, you had a group of guys who said, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, we don't like what the governor's doing over there in Michigan. So uh, let's go in there and murder that bitch and take over. The growing political fallout from alleged terrorist plot to violently overthrow the Michigan state government. Six men connected with a right wing group are charged with trying to carry out an elaborate plan to kidnap the Democratic governor. of. Can Mi I just stop right here and just say they they look like some people that would do something stupid like this? <laughs> Here's my, my bigger question. Obviously, they look stupid. What's going on with this Barry Croft motherfucker? Why is he not pictured? <laughs> what, what's he, a vampire? What's his deal? I, I know. <laughs> he, he must look the dumbest out of all of them. <laughs> like, like the, look at, man, these look like some people that do some dumb shit like this. I wouldn't trust these motherfuckers to take out trash, much less take over the government. Look at them. <laughs> All these creeps, they, they, either, they either look dumb, they look like some shit out of Lord of the Rings. Like, this motherfucker looks like a dwarf, and he looks like a goblin right here, an orc. The rest <laughs> of these people just look, just, just look ignorant. And they're led by a fucking shadowy Kaiser Soze-esque figure. <laughs> Barry Croft. That's yeah. not a real guy. They all look like, like stupid-ass uh, uh, fucking idiots who would try to do something like this, man, and, and fail at it. Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I don't want to. I never want to uh, go in and profile people or stereotype people. But yeah, this right here, I looked at them and everyone. I'm, I looked at their faces and said, "Nope, not surprised." Again, seven others are charged with providing material support. That's what you're right. Somebody said, "Oh, you know, this dude looks like Matthew McConaughey from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Days and Confused." <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he high just hits on girls. high school. Yeah, yeah, hitting on high school girls all day. This motherfucker look like he's turned into a werewolf. This dude looks like he just. This motherfucker looks like he's on his way to being a pedophile. I don't, you know, all, not, none of these people look like they're up to any good at all. Allegedly wanted to try Governor Gretchen Whitmer for what they call treason or potentially kill her. Jeff Begase is in Washington. Jeff, how did law enforcement stop this plot? Well, it took a lot of FBI resources. Martin Thomas. 
<laughs> mine used Live to have on a, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> mine used to have a beard like that, man. When he shaved that beard, he just threw me off for years. I just got I, I just got used to seeing it without this beard. And now look at this guy. I'm like, God damn, where's that beard at, man? I need that beard again. That is for sure. It took undercover operatives, confidential informants, and dozens of recordings. Investigators tell us this is a plot that been, had been in the planning stages since about June. The group even had a meeting planned for this week until the FBI moved in. According to an FBI affidavit, the alleged conspirators met in a room under a trap door in a home, spent the summer. Why does this guy sound sad? <laughs> because he's Barry Croft. That's why. He was really hoping to pull it off, and it didn't happen. If you listen, he's just voices trembling. If you look here, the conspirators tried to pull it off. <laughs> Sound like a sound like uh, Morty if he was a grown black man. <laughs> Dude sounds he sounds nervous and sad as fuck. Moved in. According to an FBI affidavit, the alleged conspirators met in a room under uh, a trap door in a home, spent the summer training with firearms and explosives, and tried to recruit 200 men to storm the state capitol building and take hostages, including Governor Whitmer, who they planned to try for treason. The alleged conspirators used operations. <laughs> Somebody see you got a Bobcat Goldwyn voice. Oh, you, my, you see my girl? She's getting it over here. Look at <laughs> My girl is into her job. The alleged conspirators used operational security measures, including communicating by encrypted messaging platforms and used code words and phrases. Prosecutors say the group eventually decided to kidnap Whitmer at her vacation home, even going so far as to conduct surveillance there. One of the alleged ringleaders, Adam Fox, said that Governor Whitmer has uncontrolled power right now and described the plan as a snatching grab. Another, Barry Croft, later stated, all good things must come to an end. Governor Whitmer has faced significant pressure from right-wing groups for her refusal to lift strict coronavirus lockdowns, something that also made her a favorite target of President Trump, who in April tweeted, liberate Michigan. Later that month, two of the suspects are seen at the Capitol with armed militia groups that have been storming the building to fight pandemic restrictions. So those fools were there. So they were there at the time when they were practicing their... Their free speech. Those motherfuckers were really scoping out the joint, getting that plan together. So what they did was, uh, as you heard with the story, uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me pull up these guys here. So if you see here, the silly ass six, they were plotting this shit the whole time, and they under the and, and they did this under what they thought was their was their constitutional right. They thought it was the Second Amendment right, right to right to protest, right, uh, you know, for uh, the, you know their their right to free speech. Uh, so what I want to bring up here, Christian, is like these this malicious shit, man. That needs to that need, this needs to be looked at more. That needs to be stopped. Uh, I did some research on what these uh, well, you know, if, if this was legal or not, and is not. When they talk about getting these militias together, you're talking about the, the National Guard. You're talking about the reserves. You know, any, uh, uh, when you get, uh, uh, when you get uh, uh, regular citizens together, you know, private citizens, citizens together to weaponize themselves, hold training sessions all in the name of going in and trying to overthrow a government, 
that shit's illegal. And even then, when you you know before you even get to the throw the throw the government part, getting yourself together and starting to train as if as if as if you are the National Guard, are an official militia group, that shit's unlawful. It's illegal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, no, you know, I, mean, I don't know if it's uh, for well, every state. You know, I don't. Maybe it's different for every state, but I think uh, I think across the country, that shit's uh, not 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 uh, not legal. Yeah. Um, for people are yelling at you because you said Second Amendment, right? Whatever. Corey knows the amendments. You've misspoke. Calm down, people. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think the weirdest thing about this is like even Trump's own FBI director and intelligence has come out and said, yo, the biggest threat to American life as we know it are these white supremacist militia groups. Uh, so it's like, yeah, that is really, really scary. The scariest thing about it is that I think we all inherently know they're sort of illegal, but then that in and of itself shows you that creepy double standard that we often talk about where it's like, you know, who, who was, I forget which comedian did this. It might've been, uh, Chris Rock or Chappelle or someone, but they said like, if you want to solve like gun control, just make sure to give every black dude in America a gun because then holy shit, are they going to register, you know, like legislate immediately to try to keep that away. And yeah. yet we have repeated incidences where people show up, uh, white people with guns show up at a, at a federal building and aren't taking or aren't like engaged forcefully by the police officers, nor are they called terrorists by the goddamn media, which I think is another thing that we fail on. Even the so-called liberal media fails to call these people terrorists. Like, think about what they're doing. They're trying to kidnap an elected official at gunpoint and then hold a government building hostage. That is the definition of terrorism. And yet we have a we we have an aversion to saying that word for some reason. Keep in mind, uh, they also the said they were going to murder some people. They were going to they were going to they actually used the word murder tyrants. So. I mean, like, but that, that, that doesn't scare you there because who are the tyrants here? Like, that's how far we are. And I just want to say this really quickly. The last two and a half weeks, when you talk about the last days of Berlin, fucking Hitler in a bunker kind of uh, vibe and energy over here. We had that Woodward tape. We were like, holy shit, that's it, guys. Then we have the white nationalism debate moment. <laughs> then he gets fucking covid. And now we're out here at actual kidnapping of elected officials. Like, this is all in two weeks. Like, this would be a parody. This would be a really overwrought film a plot point and a bad coen brothers movie and yet that's like the <clears throat> reality that we're living in i think that's insane and, yeah. and I, i'm with you i think the militias are the scariest thing in the world because it's clearly like you said it's already sort of defined like you know like you're not really supposed to be fucking around in large groups with guns even if you have concealed to carry licenses so why is it that it seems that law and order only really applies to a certain group of people yeah well uh, i forgot what where it was from. I don't think it was just from the, uh, what is the, uh, Southern po uh, poverty and uh, law center or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was just from them. I think, I, I think actually like the FBI has white terrorism, you know, white nationalism as the, you know, the, uh, the number one domestic threat that we're, that we're looking at right now. I, I'm not sure if I read that correctly, but, uh, white nationalism and white terrorist groups, are if, if, if they're not number one they are very up there as being you know one of the most important domestic threats that we're looking at right now and keep in mind fox news ain't said shit about it uh the blaze ain't said shit about it for all the rantings of president trump talking about antifa he's been talking about how antifa is uh, he just grasped onto a word you know as all he, he, he got a word he just knows how to repeat it he keeps saying antifa antifa the left the left wing extreme, left wing extremism, the Antifa—they're the worst. No, they're not. We just saw, uh, we just saw thirteen white dudes go and try to like m possibly murder 
the, the governor and said that they were going to kill some tyrants up in there. What that means, I don't know, but they were ready to take some people out. So for uh, well, go ahead. I just want to say again, and what's the reason why? Because they wanted to drink indoor at bars and have their fucking gyms opened. It was all in response to the COVID uh, restrictions, which is like Michigan, by the way, is already has looser restrictions than some of the other states. It's not like the most draconian one. And yet that's people are so angry at not getting their way that they're throwing a words. They're throwing around words like tyrant for someone who's just yeah. trying to keep people safe and not dying in droves. Like, that's insane to me. And, and I'm going to go out and say this. Antifa is not the problem. I'm not even you say that people gonna be like, oh, you you support violence, you know, over. Uh, yeah, I support violence if somebody's trying to cause violence on me. But that's not the point. I don't give a fuck about Antifa, but they're not the problem. Don't even fall for that shit. Don't even make it seem like they are remotely the problem right now. They're not. They're used as a propaganda point. You, of 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 like protests, seven percent end up in riots. They've like ran the numbers on this. So the idea that you know America's burning to the ground and Antifa's running rampant, anarchy, anarchy is just it's not real. Yeah. But what is real is actual plots to murder and fucking abduct an elected official. Yeah. Like I've that, yeah. I've never seen that before. And the idea that that like Trump is sort of ta- he, I want to be very clear. I'm not Trump hating to the point where I'm going to say he endorsed it. But he's come out strong at any opposition. Like he, he seems to fail to recognize that his rhetoric and his leadership or lack thereof is the reason that people are acting up and feel emboldened to do shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, and I'm just tired. Of, I've listened to it. And at first I tried to be fair with it, but I'm tired of people saying Antifa Antifa. Antifa. If you I want you to look at the numbers compared to who and how many deaths Antifa is is uh, is responsible for compared to uh, these right wing extremists, these white nationalists, these militia groups, do those numbers and you will see that they don't even compare. So I don't, I don't want to hear this shit anymore about Antifa. I'm sick of, I'm sick of hearing that word dropped every fucking time because now it's just a way to, to uh, throw the conversation off, to, to take attention away from who the real threat is. These motherfuckers are terrorists, man. They're terrorists and, they, they, and, th- and this weekend they terrorized. They scoped out a fucking building. Those people were there and, and for, for those people who were there for their, you know, their right to free speech, their, their right to gather and protest. No, they were there to actually do a criminal act. So I don't want to hear this shit. They are plotting. They are planning. And don't think that they are not planning right now. They're planning some shit for if the election, the election doesn't go their way. They're planning right now. The only thing I can say that makes me feel good about it is that they caught these stupid ass motherfuckers because they already were on to them. So the moment they hit those steps with those guns, somebody was watching them. So it's not like the government or anybody's not paying attention to what's going on. They are. So I imagine that uh, there's a lot of people being watched right now. A lot of people online. They're putting a lot of rhetoric out there that, that that's bringing attention to them. A lot of people out in public already militarized and people are already, already watching them. I think people are kind of being braced right now for something like this to go down on a larger, on a, on a larger scale. So I'm not really thinking it's going to be, you know, doomsday when... We finally get close to the elections, but people need to recognize what this shit is really for, man. Stop ignoring the the facts. Stop stop falling for this bullshit that the president's put out there. And Christian, you are one hundred percent right. The reason why this shit is happening is not because of Antifa. It's not because of Black Lives Matter. It's not because of hippie liberals out there. It's not even because of fucking uh, 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 some of your more normalized Trump supporters out there. Some people who just don't agree. You know, I'm not. It's, there's there's a lot of people on all sides of the political spectrum who are doing what they're supposed to do and act like they got some goddamn sense. It's these fucking extremists out here that nobody wants to say anything about because they are white people and we're not used to calling them terrorists and we they, and and 
And I hate it because anytime black people get together to protest something, did you notice that Black Lives Matter got together and Black Lives, they, you've had some people might have said that under the name of Black Lives Matter, or you might have had one person go rogue or something. But as a group, Black Lives Matter is not responsible for plotting and trying to overthrow the government and killing people. Yet they have been labeled the next KKK when they show no violence at all. These motherfuckers get out there with guns and try to storm the capital, the, 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 the capital in Michigan and nobody wants to report on them. Nobody wants to talk about the domestic terrorism that's going on that's threatening the fiber of America and the lives of Americans, but yet you, you have no hesitancy talking about these other groups like they're the biggest fucking monsters in the world. Fuck you. Fuck off. Kiss my ass. That's not what's happening. Until you actually admit it and see what's going on, America's still going to be flushed down the toilet like the turd it is right now. Fuck out of right, here. Well, in, in their minds, the imaginary crimes from an imaginary group outweigh the actual fucking crimes that they commit on a daily basis. Like the idea, like Antifa, I'm repeating this. Everyone already knows this, but I feel like it's important to say Antifa is not a centralized group. The fucking vice president seems to understand this. Everyone seems to understand this except Trump and the Republican Party who repeatedly say Antifa, Antifa, Antifa. It's an idea. It's not a group of people. Uh, so you need to get over that. That's like yeah. first and foremost. Secondly, I, I totally agree. And I think this is something where it's like I was I was listing off the amount of things that have happened in just the last two weeks. And I fully expect there to be a, like a whole completely new list by next week. This is going to get a little bad. Like I, I said, last days in the bunker in Berlin for a reason. I feel like one way or the other, like you look at the polls and you're and you're feeling a little comfortable right now. That's good to be optimistic. But don't, you know, bank on that. Even if Biden wins this shit. They're not going to go away silently. I don't think they're going to straight up accept the election results. And I think that like a lot of bad things are going to happen. And we're seeing that we're like, this is the beginning. This isn't the end of it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, man, I don't think that. uh, I listen, I I, I, things are going to get crazy, but I don't think it's going to be as apocalyptic as people are making it out to be. Believe me, there were people who were out there in droves wanting to kill the first black president. They found people with a machete. At, uh, ready to go, ready to storm his inauguration. So, like I said, they had somebody on the inside with this. That's how they got these guys. There was somebody on the inside already following these dudes. They already had informants looking out for these guys. So I think that you're going to probably see just a little more uh, counteraction against groups like this than we anticipate. But to your point, don't drop your guard. <laughs> you know, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Civil War 2.0, but I do think we're going to have some confrontations. And I think that like the outward, the outward president just went after he got uh, diagnosed with COVID and said, COVID's fine, guys. Don't let it run your life. You really think he's not going to try to incite some other bullshit? Like, it's yeah. going to happen, and I think that we just need to be prepared for it. Yeah. That's all. No, he really is. Man, he just starts shit. You know, it's... it's it, it, you know, uh, uh, Trump stays with a stick, stirring shit up and hitting hornets' nests. Nest, man, that's what he does. He, he he causes chaos. We got the fucking Joker for the president, man. This guy's insane. He's actually yeah, do fucking you, insane. Do you have those Trump tweets, by the way? Just someone asked about him, and I do think they they worth mentioning. Did you for give a them second. to me? Yeah, I sent it to you in the prep uh, because I, I sent Joe Biden's response, which is very boilerplate, boring president. Uh, and then Trump made a lot of comments out loud, but he also tweeted them, and the and the tweets are just. The usual kind of shitty that you would expect. <laughs> yeah. You want to read them or you want me to read them? 
Yeah, Governor Whitmer of Michigan has done a terrible job. She locked down her state for everyone except her husband's boating activities. The federal government provided tremendous help to the great people of Michigan. My Justice Department and federal law enforcement announced today that they foiled a dangerous plot against the governor of Michigan. Rather than say thank you, she calls me a white supremacist. Well, that's accurate. While Biden and Democrats refuse to condemn Antifa, Antifa isn't real, anarchists, looters, and mobs that burn down Democrat-run cities. Uh, I do not tolerate any extreme violence defending all Americans, even those who oppose an attack me is what I will always do as your president. Governor Whitmer, open up your state, open up your schools, open up your churches. So even at a fucking kidnapping plot, he needs to pat himself on the back for his Justice Department doing their fucking jobs and then still make it about uh, a political point about him uh, going after Antifa and anarchists like, oh, get fucked. Like, you're such an embarrassment, dude. And in like 24, 23 days, I just hope that we landslide this fucker out of office. Yeah, same here, man. Same here. Jesus I mean, this, Christ. how do you feel about I'm just going to ask you a question. How you feel about the elections right now? I know the polls out there. You can you can these days we can't trust anything. But how you feeling now? I feel better than I felt in a minute, but that's only because Trump literally seems to be imploding. Like this COVID <laughs> thing is the absolute worst uh, topic. If you look up the topics that voters give a shit about, it's COVID number one, economy number two. And the, any reminder that there's over 210,000 dead Americans and there's seven, ha- seven and a half million cases and all mm-hmm. that shit is really, really bad for him. So I feel better. But at the same time, they'll still try to get the Supreme Court thing pushed through beforehand. And there's no guarantee. Like we're all operating under the assumption that we're, that we're existing in a functioning democracy. We're not. So like, yeah. be careful. These people might still the fucking election. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There's something out there that says that maybe things will be, it's going to take a while to count these polls. It's going to be, you know, of course, people are going to be trying to slow the process. And during that time, it might make it look like Trump is rising in the polls. It might even make it look like he's right. winning. And then if, as the votes are being counted and these things are being revealed, it's going to show that he's actually losing bad. And that's just going to get people even crazier too. So I don't know, man. Don't We're going to see. And by the way, like I, I'm tired of it too. Coleman, I'm sure you're tired of it. Toasty's like, I can't fucking wait until we don't have to talk about this anymore. But we got to keep that energy for like three more weeks, people. That's all. Yeah, really, people. Go vote. Please vote, 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 man. Vote. Uh, and, uh, and I'm talking mainly those people who, yes, are against Trump. Go vote. Uh, you know, I don't, do, you, do you see where we are right now? Do you see how insane things are? Do you, do you want another four years of insanity like this? Think about how bad things have gotten now. We think they're going to go another four years. It's going to be horrible, man. And I'm, I'm really, and I'm so, yeah, I'm really tired of him feeling these, uh, these conspiracy theorists. I'm telling, and people stand your ground with these folks, man. All these people who are talking this dumb shit, things, people who are like actually talking things that, that have no basis in fact. People who make up stuff do not be nice. I mean, I'm not saying fight them, I'm not saying cause violence, but don't be polite. Tell these people they are dumb. Tell these people that this is ignorant. Tell these people that they're better than this. You know, you don't have to sit back and try to be fair anymore. We're beyond that. People are making up shit. Come on. Yeah, I, I always say meet the ignorance with love. We're past that. There's no capitulation to fucking racism and fascism this close. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to treat anyone with love. Fucking go hard at them. Yeah, uh, just stupidity. People just make up things. 
You know, somebody can just keep pulling stuff out their ass to back them up. It's like, no, you're backing yourself up with nothing. I don't want to hear this shit. You're stupid. Get the fuck away from me and come back to me when you're actually using a brain. Because I can't deal with this right now. There's too many other things going on. You don't, have to, don't, don't, you don't have to be fair. There's no fair when it comes to like ignorance and stupidity, man. There's no fairness with that at all. Fuck that. And they try to guilt you on that. Well, I thought you were better than that. Well, I, bitch, I thought you were better than that. <laughs> yeah, know? so much for the tolerant left. It's I don't have to be tolerant of your ignorance, dude. I'm sorry to fucking tell you. Here's my last <laughs> thing I'm going to ask you. Since you asked me a question, let me ask you a question, which is to say, even if Trump loses, like the Trump News Network is coming. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like, are you are you even more scared of like like that's the thing? There isn't a good scenario here. Like, we're gonna have to do a lot of hard work and hold Biden and and Harris accountable for the agenda that we want to see. That's gonna be hard. But uh, I still look at like yeah. the division, the things that have led it to be so bipartisan. That shit isn't going away in the next four years or eight years. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you asked me a question, but I agree with you. And yeah, that that news work, that news network is coming, man. Uh, I, I think he had that plan before. Like if, if he didn't get elected president, that was the plan at the time. Of so, course. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, hey. Anyway, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. And Christian, thank you so much. Go enjoy your day, man. I will, man. Thank you, Toasties. You're all amazing. Thank you for the well wishes. And uh, yeah, we'll talk after the after the show. We'll figure out what's what. Yeah. You guys enjoy your day. Just because we're talking about all this stuff. Hey, we had a good time today. Please, please, please don't let it bring you down. You know, be responsible. Go out there and do your duty as an American citizen, but also, also enjoy yourself. Be kind to each other. I don't want to sound like Ellen Ellen DeGeneres, but you guys are such a wonderful community that we have here. Uh, Continue to be kind to each other and be kind to people out there. Yeah, we told you to just, you know, we we told you to tell people to fuck off, but also you know, have some have, have some patience, have some understanding, and just try to make the world a better place, man. And we could use it right now. Uh, let's see here. Hi, sweetie pie, angry Asian. You looking at uh, what's his name? <laughs> Stephen Lane. <laughs> yeah. He does what that dude from Small Soldiers. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Blue regime. Nani icon. Let me see here. I. You know what? If I can't, I should do this, man. I should do this right now. I should get a van and drive people to the to the polls, man, and see if that could happen. I don't know. You think that'd be that's safe or is that unsafe? We did we we do that every election, me and my wife do. Um, but yeah, I have no idea what the COVID thing is now, and that kind of scares me because usually we we uh, try to take elderly people to the polls, and they're like the most at risk. So I don't know what the liability is there, but if you can, definitely everyone should pitch in and help out the community yeah i'm trying to get people to wear a mask leave the windows a little bit cracked and drive people to the polls man i'm thinking about doing that the only thing i'm worried about is that if i say it out loud uh you know i'm kind of a public figure so somebody somebody told brought this up to me i don't want somebody to get in the car with shooting the back of my head or something because shit is crazy right now it's going around man you hear what's going on in michigan they're kidnapping people they're kidnapping people yeah i was wanting to do this to somebody brought it up to me and said, ah, you know, that might be a little crazy. So I don't know, man. I still feel like it's kind of my my duty to to do that, man. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it is weird that voting and doing the right thing is now perceived as an act of bravery rather than just your right that everyone should do. Like in order to be political in the spotlight, it's putting a target on your back. Yeah. That's a little upsetting. Arkham said that's a bit much. Do you? He says, I'd be more worried about COVID. So, yeah, I might do that, man. Uh, 
you know, I'll just take a week. What, like if a, if a COVID molecule gets into your car for a ride to the polls and shoots <laughs> you in the back of the head? That shit's happening, all right? The media's not talking about it. Fucking yeah, mainstream so media. On that day, I don't know. Uh, I had to figure out how to do it, man. Um, you know, whether I did, do I do, do I take people to early polling on the weekends? Uh, or do I do it on the, on the, the day of? Because if I take people the day of, then we have to wait on them and the lines might be long. And, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I, I can go and pick people back up or something, you know, I don't know. Well, your Texas was fucking up a little bit, right? Didn't they do something with the, the mail-in? I forget what your governor just did, but he did something that screamed to voter suppression. Uh, yeah, he took he he, he uh, removed all of the uh, of the of the mail-in voting boxes. He removed all of them except for in one spot where it's, you know, it's far out for people to get to. So, yeah, he did some straight up voter suppression shit. Yeah. It would be really impressive if it wasn't leading to the demise of the country. You know, just how unashamed they are of doing it out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. And I like this idea. Just do it for the elderly because uh, I can take them. I can beat them up. Something happens. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, all right, guys. That is it. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, man. Eep up or That means I love you. So, ah. all right. Say that for your wife, man. I mean, I'll take all the love, but you might want to say something for her. All right, guys. Uh, let me see here. All right. That is it. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one, whenever that'll be. Uh, let me move down a little bit, Christian. Let me move you down to my bumper, bumper screen. All right, everybody. Get cool, man. At gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and the face to the book. Also, people, join us tonight. Let me stop this for a second. Join us tonight for our viewing party. Viewing party is going to be on doubletoasted.com. If you're a Patreon member or if you're a member of doubletoasted.com, you can get on there and watch the show with us. The movie we'll be watching is The Stuff. Hang out, have fun. It's just that's what it is. Just a hangout tonight, watching a movie together. Uh, speaking of our Patreon, hit us up over there. Help us get to our animation and get yourself some bonus content. In the meanwhile, uh, you can get discounts on live shows once those happen. Uh, we can also give you some extra streams, access to special archives, and we're trying to get the animation done. Two hundred, let me see, two thousand. I'm sorry, I need to get two thousand dollars so we can start paying the animator. And get him going. Uh, we are, I believe, just $900 away. Maybe just a little bit less. So, people, support us. And uh, who knows? You might find yourself in an animated video, too. Uh, let me see here. Where was I? Uh, Christian! Hi. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at <laughs> Christian.Monster. Uh, Facebook, Christian Leon Torres. And thank you again for all the anniversary wishes. I love all of you, and I'll see you soon. And guys, if you do find yourself here in Austin, Texas, when Big Ron is out those streets, then join us, please. We'd like to hang out with you again, but only when it's safe. So hit us up, kcoolmans at gmail.com, and let us know what your plans are for Austin, Texas, whether you are moving here or just passing through. Hopefully one day we'll once again be safe to hang around with you. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to our you are watching this. Goodbye and stay.
toaster. At Bush Gardens Christmas Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Bush Gardens Christmas Town. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as $24.99. Restrictions apply.